Hello, I'm Denise. And I'm Diane, and we are Women Beyond a Certain Age. And I am so excited, Denise, because today we're uh, chatting with Joanne Weir, who is an incredibly well-known television uh, show host and chef on PBS. She's done, I don't know, 15 years of television, and she's written some amazing books, and she's an amazing lovely person and you know her personally well she's my buddy I've known her for quite a while and I worked the very I was there when Joanne was just getting started in television and I it was a dream job to me I was the culinary producer and the food stylist for on a very first show we yeah. worked in the Napa Valley and it was it's still one of the fondest memories I ever have because she was so talented and so lovely and not like other yeah, talent, talent that I had worked with. Well, I think it'll be really fun to hear some of your stories oh, yeah. and hear the whole thing. She's great. So let's listen to Joanne. A very dear friend of Joanne's and one of her first executive producers on her PBS TV show was a mentor to me. Wow. So I went and worked on the first season of Joanne's TV show right. for PBS. Now, let me tell you, you don't really know anyone until you've worked 30 days in a row with them <laughs> in 118 degree heat in the Napa Valley. Oh, my God. And this is the honest to God truth. Joanne was the loveliest talent I've ever worked with. And I've worked, of Aww. course, you know, I've worked with everyone. Um, so many I'm still hoping are gonna die don't soon. say that okay oh. but Joanne was not only I mean she and I looked at each other and we don't even know how you get there do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and she she was such a wonderful person and talented and she still is but that 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 30 days I'm not kidding you okay so you get an award Joanne and oh my well, God. welcome welcome oh my God with absolutely a darling and since we've been lucky enough to see each other once in a while and be friends and aren't we lucky and that's our story that's your story yeah it's very simple and i admire her and adore her and my story with joanne is that um i've known about you because i often get sent your books for me to write about on my chicago tribune column and um I have watched you grow with your television shows and your books. And in fact, I'm sitting here, Joanne, with one of your books. This will blast from the past. You Say Tomato. It's oh, my yeah. book. I love that book. Well, how propitious. It's like tomato season, big time. <laughs> so welcome, welcome to you, uh, Joanne. We're so happy to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank so, you. Chat about oh, you- I'm already laughing, though. You guys are incredible. <laughs> Honestly, kind I'm of already crazy. laughing. <laughs> Just but remember, big booby unicorn. Whenever, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Whenever um, you need something to think about. Okay. <laughs> we want right. to, because not everybody knows you as well as we know you. You have to tell us how you ever got into food, Joanne. Okay. I know a little bit about your background. But, but yeah, please let's share, share with, with our us. listeners. Okay, so you want me to go back to like, you know, yeah. at the age of five, yeah. I, yes. but I am a fourth generation professional cook. So my mother was grandfather, great grandmother, and wow. I That's fell amazing. in love at a very early age. And Diane, you said that about You Say Tomato. That was my second book. I dedicated it to my mother I for teaching her. me to make the perfect tomato sandwich. And that was because I'm serious. My mother was really into food and 
at probably about five or six years old, I always say six because I, I, I doubt that I had any food memories earlier than that because I don't think I was a kid that could have remembered, you know, ages three and four. But yeah. anyway, my mother said she was going to make me a tomato sandwich. And so I was looking at her like, what happened to like peanut butter and jelly? But my mother was going to make me a tomato sandwich and she went out into the garden. She was a great gardener too. She picked yep. a, a tomato from the garden. She sliced bread. She toasted it. It was homemade bread. Spread it with homemade mayonnaise, uh. put a slice of tomato on the top, sprinkled it with salt, and looked at me and said, now, whenever you eat tomatoes, you always need to sprinkle, you know, use a little bit of salt. It brings out the sweetness and the acidity. And I'm serious. That was my first food memory. And I remember thinking, what do I do with this information? Like, go to school and tell <laughs> the teacher? Like, when don't forget six? the salt on the tomatoes. This is when you were six. Yes, I think it's six years old. Oh my gosh, that that is. I still really remember it. I still oh. remember it. Like I remember walking in the door with the tomato. So I mean, I think it was around six years old. So I, you know, I didn't have a choice. I mean, really, right. we would go to my grandfather's farm, and he was just—he was incredible, incredible cookie. This was in the. He had a farm in the Berkshires in Western mm -hmm. Massachusetts, and he'd make these picnic lunches that we'd eat outside under the maple trees. I mean, he made everything, even hand churned the maple walnut ice cream. And, and then we had, you know, we were sitting underneath the maple trees, right? He made his own maple syrup. Oh so it was God. like, I grew up with that kind of food. Right. Thinking, every kid had that. How could you go anywhere? How could you be anybody else? Right. 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 Exactly. right. And, then, um, and then as you grew, you what happened next besides the tomato sandwich <laughs> so you know i yeah so i went to school at the university of massachusetts and got a degree i mean i really jumped far forward but i got my degree in fine arts and taught in boston in high school for about four years until oh. i said oh uh, that was not i was not going to do that for the rest of my life i just couldn't imagine sitting in the classroom i have too much energy and i also like have this wanderlust i love to travel so um I left and I studied with Madeline Kamen for a year. Um, wait, and got a minute, wait a minute, back up. When did you study with Madeline? I went and spent two weeks with her in Annecy in France. Oh, yeah. I studied with her in 1985. Okay. So I was earlier with her and she had moved. That's right. She moved to Napa, right? She did, but no. So I, but I had already studied with her in 77. So I beat you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, studied with her in 77 non-professionally in when she was in, still in Boston. But then I went back and studied with her in France and in New Hampshire for a year. I and see. that was 1985. Now, just because I know this, I just want to tell people this. Joanne wrote, I think it was last year, or, but her memoir is called Kitchen Gypsy. That's and, right. And it's one of the best, I have to tell you, I've read every memoir that's out there. Yeah, the culinary memoirs. The culinary memoirs. And most of them, I have to be honest, halfway through, I put down, I think, oh, I shouldn't have, you know, broken the spine. I could have tried to sell that one back. But oh Joanne's Kitchen Gypsy is really one of the best books, and especially for women, because it talks about um, just her transition, your transition, Joanne, and what you did. And it's a great, great read. Joanne was kind enough to send it to me. I think I read it in a day. I wrote oh, it. Now that tells you everything yeah. you need to know. Right. So I just mentioned that it's on Amazon.com, but people might want to look into it because it's really oh, that's a great, a great tip. And it talked about Madeline because 
unlike you both that study with Madeline, I had written Madeline a letter. Wow, I didn't know I had, this. I had gotten, she was in the Napa Valley then, see, because I had won, you know, a competition for it, Phelps. And I was cooking in Phelps and she still had, um, she was in Napa. So everybody said, oh, Madeline said, yes, send her a letter. You should send her a letter, blah, 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 blah. And I sent her a letter and I had a great recommendation from Kit Snedeker, who was um, food editor at the Herald Examiner. Yes, and who was a mentor. Oh, wow. And Joanne, I thought, I'm in. Okay, I'm in. I'm going to I'm gonna be in. <laughs> and Madeline apparently didn't care for my name. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. I can't imagine Madeline being like that. Can and, you, Joanne? So, well, because she was so easygoing. Easygoing <laughs> is exactly what you so, would not for call For some her. reason, even <laughs> right. with my witty and charming personality, I was right. not able to oh, no. charm Madeline. She would not be charmed easily. Uh, yes, no. I would say. But she was extraordinary. She was so extraordinary. She was brilliant. And it wasn't just about food. It was about geography and history and botany and biology. And it was really amazing. Chemistry. I mean, she was just, but you know, I was lucky because she liked me. I was really lucky. I mean, yes, she still beat me up. I don't mean, you know, like really beat me up, but she was really still tough. She was just tough. That's time with her in France and Annecy. Yeah. I was with her for two months. Wow. So, and then the rest was in New Hampshire. So I spent one year and got a master chef diploma. And it, honestly, I'm lucky I made it through. I mean, it was really oh, stressful. God. And halfway through, ha- um, halfway through the course, we were about to leave for France and half the, we only, there were only nine of us and half of them quit or four of them quit. I can't remember yeah. if it's four. It's four in your quit. book. It's wonderful. I read it. Yes. Oh my God. That get, was, it was horrible. And yeah. they all wanted us to quit. And it was a really difficult year, really difficult. However, the learning and what you got from it, now right. you say it was worth it, I suppose. And see, now yeah. it's too late for you to put in a good word for me, Jojo. <laughs> right. I could, but <laughs> okay. Madeline's, in, Madeline's now in heaven. So she I think, well, maybe she's in heaven. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Stop it. Okay. Okay. So continue with what you were um, sharing with us about. So you studied with Madeline. And then I came back to San Francisco. So I had been, I, sorry, I missed the little part where I moved from Boston to California. I moved, Uh I I had fallen in love with someone and I moved because of Mm -hmm. him, him, which is his name happens to be weird. And I had to keep his name. So anyway, Uh um, I, um, that's a whole other, that's a whole other show. (laughs) So anyway, so I, so I was living in California, came back to California and I really wanted to work at Chez Panisse. Madeline wanted me to, you know, work at some French restaurant and, you know, do her style of food. And it was, I never really liked cream and butter. I didn't really like rich food. I really loved fresh. I mean, I know I got that from my mother. It was like, we used to have 10 vegetables on the table. So I wanted to work at Chez Panisse and I got an interview. How it happened, I don't really, oh, I know. I I knew someone indirectly. So um, I got an interview and I walked in the door with my resume, which they never even wanted to look at. They were more interested in, you know, what do you think about food? What's your favorite meal that you like to cook? And then I said that my grandparents both had farms and Alice just perked up. That's when Alice hired people. And she said, you know, she would love to talk to me. Would I come in the next day and try out? So I worked at Chez Panisse and I was there for five years. 
And that was just phenomenal to go from Matt. And they were very interested in what I learned from Madeline. Um, but to go from, you know, working with Madeline, who I think was the best teacher, to working at Chez Panisse, which was such extraordinary experience. I, the people that I worked with were so um, just talented and gifted mm -hmm. and loved food like I did. And I really kept saying, wow, this is like the Harvard of restaurants. It was and you couldn't like you had to try out and I had to try out for like 10 days. And but, you know, everybody had to kind of accept you and say what they thought about you. And if you worked in worked with the team. So after I'd say 10 days to two weeks, they offered me a job. I was I mean, I got paid during that time, but it was temporary. And then finally yeah. I got the job and I I loved it. I loved awesome. being there. Yeah. So you were not voted off the island. That's right. They voted me on the island. They voted me into the Berkeley ghetto, the gourmet How, ghetto. Let me tell you, that's pretty damn exciting. Did Dave, Did you work with David Leibowitz when he was there? I worked with David, who's still a very dear friend of mine. I, and I, I love David Tannis, too. David Tannis was oh, the yes. chef with me then. And I worked in pastry upstairs and downstairs. So wow. I kind of worked in the whole restaurant. One time at one point I said, I really didn't know I'd been there maybe at that point for like four years or something. And I said to Alice, I want to get together. I just don't know what I want to do next. And so I said, you know, I want to leave, you know, I want to leave the how did I say at the restaurant, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to leave Chez Panisse. So then for a year, I consulted at Cafe Fanny, which was her other yes. um, cafe that she owned. And I tasted for Alice because she couldn't get there every day. So I had to go taste for her because I was known at Chez Panisse for having a good palate, believe it or not. But I was known for that. And so I tasted for Alice. And then I was like, wow, I'm getting paid to get to taste food as I got bigger and bigger. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but anyway, it was great. It was great. And then and I just said, I can, Alice, I have to leave. I had to. I said, but will I still get my free birthday dinner? Because you got a free birthday dinner every year. <laughs> like, so, Joanne, five years is a good run for you yeah, to have worked good. there. That's, that's a good run. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And you, you were ready for another adventure. Exactly. And that's when I started teaching. I started teaching cooking. Got yeah. it. All over San Francisco? No, I really just taught. Then I started at Tante Marie's and someone right. saw me, uh, a woman from Australia, Gwenda Robb, a real character. And she saw me teach and she said she was from Melbourne. And she said, you know, she said, I have never, you know, I, your experience in the way you teach, no one has seen any of this kind of food in Australia, though it was already pretty progressive. She said, would you ever want to come to Australian teach. Well, I acted really calm, but I was like jumping up and down. I mean, <laughs> honest to God, think about, I mean, invited, I was going from San Francisco to Australia. It was just yeah, incredible. Funny. And so she got in touch and she's, I said, yeah, calmly as at which yeah. point I series was jumping. And then she contacted me and she said, I've got some classes set up for you. She, by the way, this was before email, this was faxing back and forth. And she ah. said, I've got classes. And I said, okay, I'd love to come. She said, I have 28 classes set up for you over a month. Wait. And I, so I flew and I did that for about, I would say 12 years, maybe more, 14 years. I would go every year. Sometimes I'd go twice. And I, I've taught in every city. I was one of the, I did really well. My cookbooks, I was a best-selling cookbook author there. It was great. Oh, and I oh. still, to this day, love Australia. I mean, if I didn't live in San Francisco, I'd live in Sydney. I love, oh, I love I the country. 
It's beautiful. And the people are fun and wild and very calm, like the three of us. (laughs) They're so wild. The Australian women, I just love that. They are wild. They love a party. They do. They they drink. I mean, they're wild. And who loves you is famous Lorraine. Oh, I love it. And I, then I started teaching in New Zealand. Yes. So then I went from Australia and started teaching in New Zealand. And I taught there for several years, too. So that was really kind of what started the whole traveling and teaching. Yeah, yeah sure. I love this. And every place I went, I seemed to be invited to teach. And, and then I said, teaching, were you teaching California cooking? Yeah, or? I was teaching kind of the stuff that I'd learned at Chez Panisse, just that kind of style, you know, of you know, uh-huh. fresh California, whatever, yeah. you know, and that, so that started in 1990, um, pretty much after I left, um, uh, working at Chez Panisse. So I was at Chez Panisse from 85 to 90. And then at the end of 90, I, 1990, I, uh, started teaching in Australia. So it was just, you know, I was, I've just been lucky and I love to teach, but it definitely takes a lot of energy and, oh, it's, okay. So then, um, what, because we're now coming up to, well, no, not quite, but we're getting close to when I met you, Denise. Um, so then I just, oh, I was in San Francisco. I, I'd been teaching in Australia. Someone got in touch with me and said that someone that taught in Australia, she's from London, um, Diane Seed. She had been going to Australia too. And um, now I'm getting this story mixed up, but um, they wanted me to come and to teach. Oh, it was a woman. Sorry. She had been, sorry. She had um, some classes that she was doing. It was called Italy and it was week long classes. Oh, yeah. And it, her name was um, Pia Scavia. And so she came to San Francisco and said, do you think if I gave you some brochures that when you're traveling, because by now I'm traveling around the United States also, she said, would you pass out the brochures for our classes? I was like, well, this is really good for you, right. but I'm not so sure it's good for me. That so anyway, is yeah, it was a lot to ask. But anyway, so then she said, she saw me teach and she said, would you be interested in doing week-long classes in Italy? And once again, I was jumping up and down. I was like, yeah, sure. So that's how I started teaching in that's Italy. And now I teach in Morocco, Italy, Greece, Spain, and the south of France. Now. And, and Australia still. But most of those, aren't those your own tours that you're doing? Yes, so they're week-long. Yes, yes. But what's really interesting, I've been having people like, they're coming to my classes from Switzerland. Like, who is coming to take an (laughs) Italian class with someone from America? I've had people, I've even had Italian women taking my cooking classes. Oh, no. I think this is really weird. I don't think that's surprising at all. I think that's fabulous, Joanne. Now, so here, for women beyond a certain age... Right. How has your and we can talk we want to talk about the TV show, but here's yeah. the thing when you talk about flying and your trips, how is your has your energy changed? What have you done, Joanne, to be able to keep up with that kind of pace? You know, that's a great question. I mean, I definitely I I think about it now, like what I used to do in Australia, there is no way I could do it do, now. Let me No, I used to teach I teach Monday morning, Monday night, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, get on a plane Thursday morning and fly to the next city. There is no way I could do that now. There's no way. I mean, I have a hard time doing one class. I don't teach as much. I just don't. It takes so much energy and I don't want to travel and teach around the United States. It's just 
too yeah. hard. I figure, you know, you see me on television, you get, get a lesson there. Um, you know, yeah, it's no. too hard. You Thank you. And this is so great to hear. And I, you know, I always enjoyed teaching. Joanne, I enjoyed it because you sold books. Do you know what I mean? But right, I, yeah. People, when I see young people now, or when people call me, my story was always, you know, teaching food styling workshops was different because they were mine and I'm in control and I could control the right. But the time that I really didn't want to teach any longer at other people's schools, yeah. and though they were lovely, was Central Market. And I did, but I sold, you know, a thousand right. in a week. Right. I remember you get off an airplane, they give you oh. a over, you have to drive sometimes, you have a rental car. I'm driving in the flatlands of like Plano, Texas. Thinking I know. It's I'm going to shoot myself in the hotel room so I don't have to teach again tonight. And, no, then, I, I, oh was, and then once oh. there was torrential rains yeah. and I called right. and I said, I'm not supposed to be here. We're having biblical rains. I think I'm going to. <laughs> then right. I get on a bad flight. No, you've got to get here. Everybody's waiting for Thank you. Thank you. And then <laughs> I, I just remember that six days in six different cities and six different hotel rooms, I thought to myself, this is so lovely that I'm going to let someone else do it. Well, I think you have to be young. No, I'm just saying and... I loved it in the beginning. It's like anything right. I would go. I used to yeah, say I would have gone to Fresno for a cantaloupe. But... I know. <laughs> I totally agree. I'm not joking. No, but I've had a few interest, interesting experiences where, you know, you got the car and the driver. And uh, that was yeah. because I was, this was another, I don't want to name them because they're still good to me, but yeah. I, I, for them, I went to 70 cities in a year and I just, honestly, I, I don't care about how many schools there are in Ohio. I really don't want, I was the same. I was doing the driving around. I've gone through those. I've gone through the thunderstorms, but I will never forget the one time place I had a driver and I'm not joking. I was on the highway and I was going to die in the back seat it was the scariest and he's drinking iced tea and it was not iced tea yeah there was no oh way there the other time i get to texas and there was no electricity because oh. they had a bad thunderstorm and i'm teaching with candlelight i'm just telling you i there are so many of those stories i denise you and i we need a bottle of wine i know tell it. these stories i and now, i'm to say this once Diane we did get paid once some we did get paid did I say Diane or Denise I can't remember boy the two D's no, no I'm no, getting no. older I'm getting no older. no you and I that's the truth but Diane I have to tell you once we got I got Diane and I we got this gig in Monterey remember oh my some God. Food oh. thank you Denise okay now listen I want to hear this I it oh and, was, wait and I'm gonna then tell you about the Texas wine country okay. Okay. It was the biggest dump I've ever been. Yes. And you know, I didn't even know there were that there was that much a dump of a hotel in Monterey. Oh, you had thought the land right. the Marriott. No, it wasn't even that good. But anyway, no. to make a long story short, I think we were supposed to be doing cooking demos. I can't remember. That's correct. But everything I was remember. such a <gasps> the classic thing. There was oh, here's the turkey, but there's no pan. Oh, here's right. The, Right. Here's, oh, there's no pan, but there's no oven. Here's the, right. and we, by the time, I mean, it just became comical, yeah. but I, and I don't even think they took us out for dinner. I don't remember. They did not. The oh my God. Oh. 
that my my girlfriend Diane, the princess, was not amused. <laughs> right. Whereas I just got up on stage and I said to people, "We're oh. going to have to imagine." Oh my! Oh my! Oh so great! She just got right into. It. I said I was like being very serious. I said, "Now, just a minute. I've not been to mime school, but we're going to pant." Oh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, and it was oh. it was crazy. I mean, we've all had those we've experiences. Had those. No, it's so true. Mine was. Can I just? I'll do yes, my really short. Please. I, we drove into the cow. This is the Texas wine country. I didn't That's know a, there was a Texas wine country. There isn't because seriously, we drove in. It was a house on a highway with a neon light in the window that said open. It looked like it was, I'm serious. It looked like it was, a, a, a it would be for prostitutes. It looked like a whorehouse, a brothel. Thank you. Anyway, she was just arriving with the groceries. That's really one of my favorite things that oh, people yeah. do. They arrive when you arrive with the groceries. So you're carrying them in with them. And then we got inside and it was a four burner electric white stove. And I'm telling you, I was there was there was no, there was absolutely no place to do a cooking class. And she said 60 people will be arriving. Thank God I was with my sister. Honestly, and my sister's really fast at prep. I've never been so embarrassed in front of my sister, but also humiliated. It was the worst experience. Okay, that was it. That's oh my gosh. I feel I'm getting a hot flash just talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you guys, I'm gosh. sure you understand. Both oh, we've classes. had a few. We've yeah, had a few. Now listen, please tell everybody about what you, you're been filming just Yes. And you just came right. back here. Tell us about your new show and tell us the name and when people can watch it. Okay. So it's called Plates and Places. And so it's really kind of my discovery um, in my travels. So we filmed in Italy last year. We filmed in San Marzano and also in Parma, um, the, uh, the tomato harvest, which was fantastic. And yeah. then we just finished filming uh, mid-June in, let's see, first we were in Greece uh, on the island of Syros, and then we filmed in, it's so funny, like, to slow up here. I think yeah. this is age, is it? And then yes, we filmed in yes, Spain. That's in okay, we're doing a show on memory loss. <laughs> really. Spain, we filmed in Rioja for a week, so a week in Greece, oh. a week in Spain in Rioja, which was incredible, and then we filmed for a week on the Danube, and all... Oh. Uh, it was fantastic. It was over three weeks of filming. Uh, so we just finished and then we came home in about two weeks. Yeah. Then they loaded into my house, which is crazy that I film in my house, but I've been doing that for 10 years. I love it because I didn't like working in the studio. I was working at KQED. I didn't like that you'd open a drawer and there was nothing in it. I want to know where my stuff is. And I right. love filming in my house, but they take over my house. Yes, 24 people work on the show and Oh my! So God. I have um, in my house. We live on the top in the top flat. In the center, there's um, middle floor. There's I have tenants, and in the bottom, there's a studio with a kitchen. So they're running up 30 stairs to bring the back. That's the back kitchen is at the, on the first floor. They have to go up and down 30 stairs. Oh, they lose five pounds really fast. I was just gonna say, there's nothing wrong with that. That's excellent. <laughs> I know. Good. Really. So we just finished filming 26 new shows. So we filmed a lot of the location stuff, obviously, when we were in Europe. And then we just filmed the studio portion of it for three weeks. And we finished um, one week ago. So Lovely. I'm just kind of reeling from it still. Of course you but are. my house is back together because they take every single thing out of the, I have a open kitchen, living room, dining room. And um, they take everything out except for 
you know, where the kitchen is because I have to obviously stand there and teach, but everything else is gone and they have three cameras and a jib and so many people in and out and our associate producer, but it was great. It was great filming. I, I loved our team. Um, it was good. It was good. And I feel like it's some of the best work I've done. Thank God. And Denise, you'll be happy to know that I really worked (laughs) on the teases for my show. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Now, let me tell you, Joanne is one of the, really knows how to cook. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. I don't have to be flowery about it. So I'd been working with a whole bunch of people in my career before I met Joanne that did not know how to cook. Okay. And I do think it's embarrassing when you have to put sink, uh, a sign that says sink and another sign that says stove. Come on. There's just, come on. I'm not a magician. I'm not a magician for Christ's sake. I was a food (laughs) stylist, but Joanne, this was the funniest part. Do you remember Joanne? So we work together. She's just a doll and I've got a a great team in the back and but it's just hot joanne you created a set on in this little house that we brought joanne's beautiful collection of plates yeah well i don't even remember all this This oh yeah great it was gorgeous honey we tried to you know say and the prop man was brilliant and it was it was a wonderful bernie bernie was a darling and bernice was there (gasps) wow yes bernice Bernice is in heaven. And so the bottom line was, but of all the props, we have all this crap. You know, you, I don't travel light. To make long story short, <laughs> right. and like all good cooks, falls in love with this one red bowl. Okay. So I've got other mixing bowls, but whenever we go to do it, block the segment to work on it and stuff. She says, where's the red bowl? <laughs> oh, really? Yes. And this was, you were just, you liked it, the size of it. You knew it by making salad <laughs> dressings. Or what. Now the producer keeps saying to me, God damn it. Get rid of that red bowl. <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah, said, I'm and so I'm torn between Joanne and the producer who's saying to me, I don't want to see that red bull again on set. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you tell her that you can't, she can't have a red bull. So I'm, it was hysterical. But anyway, she, every, when I watched the show later, it was absolutely beautiful. She was still perfect. And it was obvious she liked the red bull. <laughs> oh, really? That is so great. You know, you, I still have those. I am going to go back to see those red bulls. You were so cute. And this is the only other thing I have to say. So in the morning, when Joanne talks about that they take over your yeah. house, the crew, we were in a friend of Joanne's house that she in the right night. his winery it, his winery remember? and it was the winery oh god it was so pretty it was just beautiful it, oh yeah. it's magnificent the only thing it was it was so warm yeah yet it was so hot but this was the best so the executive producer they, we rent houses for the staff and crew everywhere Joanne oh. has a beautiful apartment above the garage right. I mean, crying. And it was the first time I kept calling Joanne. I kept saying to her, well, you're the talent. And she'd say, am I talent? And I'd say, you're right. the talent. <laughs> wasn't used to being called the talent. I wasn't. I wasn't. The executive producer is sleeping in the master bedroom behind the set kitchen that we've designed. <laughs> and when I go in to start decorating, she's naked as a jaybird with a towel around her. Luckily, we were- Oh, my God. Remember that night? <laughs> That would you get a bathrobe? She said, right. I mean, it was it was one of the funnest times I ever had. It sounds like a, a we had a cooking ball. summer camp. I'm gonna tell you something. I had a ball. I loved every minute of it, and it was oh. just better than hell. Oh God. Oh, it was so yeah, hot. I remember we gave the cameramen a break, and they all, they you know, just for like a few minutes, and they went to well. Also, we were waiting for the oven to heat up to 500 <laughs> degrees oh, to cook God. pizzas 
or were we grilling in the fireplace that was oh, in the yeah. kitchen? I can't remember. But they all fell asleep in chairs. I looked over and I was like, how is the camera work going to, how is it going to be? Like, they're all sleeping. Like, it was that hot. It was, oh, it was we, by the end of the 30 days, in the beginning, you know, everybody's got it on there. long. It was cute. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, when you shoot all those days in a row, yeah, and Joanne's the one that the pressure was on her. But I have to tell you, by the end of the 30 days, we kind of look like pirates. We've <laughs> torn our shirt, shirt, the sleeves off our shirts, yeah, right. walking around with right. white house around our neck. We were kind of a scruffy crew. The scruffy crew, but, but makes God sense. bless us. And uh, Joanne, so uh, we look for, now. It, your show is on PBS, oh, yes. so it's yep. on PBS all over the country. And I just found out. Because we did a Nielsen rating. I really wanted to, actually, some a potential funder wanted to see what our numbers were like. Sure. 34 million people actually watch my show in a year, which is oh, good numbers. So it's amazing. it's done really well, and I'm really happy about it. We, you know, we're, I, I don't, I sound like I'm bragging, but it's in the top no. 50 cities in the United States. That's, so it's great. it's great. That's not bragging. That's just the truth. Yeah. yeah. And that's so it's really good. I'm really happy about it. And well, honey, that just shows hard work and you know your craft. Yeah, I think yeah. that shows us really Well, it took me a while. I really think those, I have to tell you, those first four years of filming in Napa Valley kind of uh, took a little bit of the confidence away from, um, and I think it's taken all this time to get it back. But I feel like this series, I really, um, I, there was a writer that was suggested to me for this series and I really didn't want to use the writer because she had been writing before and, <laughs> The producers, it was the producer's wife. And um, oh, so yeah. hopefully they're not listening. I doubt it. Yes. But anyway, oh, I, know, um, I, know, I know what you're but talking about. But now I am, I did all my own writing. So they right. opens for the show, the teases, the closes. Yes. I was like, that's not my words. That's not how I speak. But right. anyway, so I feel like this show is me. It's, it's from the beginning place. to the end, and it took me a long time. Well, honey, that is, and God bless you, Joanne, and that's what you should do. But it's because in in the longevity of a career, to me, people, you know, people come and go. And right. The, you've right. sustained a long time on television is that you have wanted it to be sincere and to be authentic. If not, what's the point? Right, right. What's the point? That's not who you are. Right. What season is this of your shows? This is the 11th. That's fantastic. fantastic. Congratulations. So I've been on for 20 years. I mean, that's a really long run on public television. Yeah, definitely. Um, Are you doing, do you do a book for each? um, No, I I didn't for this one. The last one we sold Kitchen Gypsy, but for this one, no. You know, it's people not really going to buy a book on television, which, you know, they, they have the, you know, um, the tag on the end of every show where you can buy the book and it's full price. I don't think anybody pays for full price books anymore. Yeah. So we just decided not to do it. And I just give all of my recipes. I, they're all online. That's I, great. That's what you I know do. what, Joanne, it just goes to show you, and this was the last thing, the changes that we have seen. Yes. You know, so I'm talking yes. about that I am I worked on Joanne's show in 1998. Okay. Oh is, it, is that the year? Do you know if that's positively the year? Yes, because you gave me, you say tomato at the end of the show, and it says 1998. Wow. August 1998. August 10th. Okay, now just a minute. I'm going to read. Oh, interesting. See, because I've been really trying to, so that's actually longer than I thought. Wow. Okay, and I'm going to read what you. It's 21 years then. 
That's, that's incredible. incredible. And this show, by the way, that's on now will go for five years. So it will be like 25 years I've been on television when this show ends. I mean, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, I'm going to. It's I'll be there like with a walker doing no, television. It started when you were young. <laughs> now, right. what you wrote to me, dear Denise, you stupid, stupid bitch. Oh, no, that's not no, right. No, what did I say? <laughs> I'm dying to know. I say thank you for putting your heart and soul into this oh. production. You did a fantastic job and never rolled your eyes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, you know why. Yeah. Okay. We had a lot of inside jokes. Yeah. The executive yeah. producer rolled her eyes all the time. Okay, I'll tell you one other thing that you re might remember. Bruce Frankini, oh. who is now in heaven also. He but is Bruce, yes. Bruce, we, I remember him screaming out from the control room, which was, <laughs> by the way, that was the closet. They were had the control room in the closet. That was right and, next to the, where the nudie slept. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I, yes. But yes, and I know who that was. But anyway, he I remember him screaming out, tab it, Joanne. I was like, tab it, tab it. What does that mean? And I'm looking around like, what does it mean? My eyes are rolling. What is that? And then he goes, T-A-B. Still, I didn't know what it was, right? I'm like, I was so, this was at the beginning, right? The first few days of filming. He goes, take a breath. <laughs> I bet, I bet I just stood up there and like rattled off a recipe. Like I would in a cooking class. I was, I acted like I was projecting to the 40 people that would be sitting in front of me in a cooking class. I had no clue how to do television and man, they beat it out of me. I'm telling you for four now, years, how great you they are. really did. I'll tell you this. Um, you've only gotten better, madam. Thank you've you. You've gotten better. Well, now I want you to see this next series. It yeah, begins yeah. January, 2020. Will be 13 new shows in January 2021. Will be 13 more. So we, Excellent. we wow. release 13 a year. Okay. Now, what's up? What are you doing next? Because you just got back from teaching in Europe and you filmed your. Oh, new I have the. I'm going to take a vacation. I oh, good so. idea. Can I tell you where I'm going? I am going for a week to Cape Town and Stellenbosch, and oh then I'm going on safari for two and a half weeks. I'm going to be gone for three and a half weeks, and I my birthday is this Friday, and Joe and I are leaving next Friday on the 9th. Oh, nice. You're going to have the best time. I just came back. Just came back. Oh. I just came back from Africa. Yeah, we were in wow. Cape You're going to, oh my God. Have you Cape ever been on safari yet? No, never. Oh, no. Joanne, no, you're no, going to die. It's so gorgeous. I know, I know. I'm really excited. Yeah. But you had to do all, there's so much stuff you have to do. The shots and the pills and the clothes that are beige. I don't wear beige. I don't oh, wear it's green. Exhausting and I don't wear brown. I wear black mostly and white. Oh, so you I'm know like, what? I had I've to got go a new wardrobe. I bought two pairs of safari pants and two yeah. shirts. You got to do that, that wash. Uh, we can discuss this off the air. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Now, are we finished? Did I we think we are. Miss Joanne, this has been the most fun. Thank you. Oh, I so love it. Did uh, I tell you? Did, I want to make sure that I told you, like, how do you revive yourself? I want to do it just quickly. Well, how do I revive myself? Like, I'm exhausted. Yes. Because I feel like I didn't answer your question. Okay, the, a few things that I do is I walk. And walking is yes. really, really good for me. It's good for me. And I also meditate. And I used to roll my eyes with Madeline meditating. But honestly, that helps me just to calm down and stay focused. And mm -hmm. I also do yoga. But I do restorative yoga. So you can see uh, my whole thing is all about calming down. Yes. I have a lot of energy still. <laughs> yes, a lot. Have but a lot. I do understand what you mean about my brain is not quite as fast as my energy. But it, no, I'm I have a lot of energy and I'm still 
together and I'm still with it. But I do understand. But I do it, understand. It changes slowly. And then what happens Doesn't it? the brain sort of, it's interesting how I experience it. I get more tired, but my brain is still going 20 miles. Oh, and you know, right. I, it, it's just, we have to, we have to be aware of the changes and we yeah. have to just plan for them. Do you I know, know what I mean? That I know it's just what it is. It's now this was a recent, and then I can't, Cindy sends me, um, an invoice yesterday for some work she's done in my office for me, which has been wonderful, but I, I, and a consulting job we were working on, but to make the long story short, I paid one invoice twice, but, and missed oh. invoice. Oh, I completely <laughs> get that. Doing this for 18 years, so she'd met her, and I said to her, and I wrote back, I, I, so then she adjusted her invoice, because of course it was the wrong amount of money, since right. I, never mind, <laughs> and I said to her, me no smart anymore. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. No. I love it. It's a very interesting thing. Of, as we get older, we get better in so many ways, and we just have to learn to I know. accept the rest. Adjust. 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 And one more thing. Thank what you. is the thing when you wake up in the morning and you really didn't do anything the day before to hurt in that spot? Okay. But you hurt. Okay. That's my other one I'm curious about. Yeah. No, that's, I say to Kenny. For Diane, okay, my knee has been bothering me today. I take two a leave because Cindy has two a leave. Diane says, oh, you're only supposed to take one. <laughs> oh. I, I used to snort a gram of cocaine before. <laughs> okay. It sounded like Janice Joplin. I said, for I'd wash it down with a little bourbon. I said, I really don't think two a leave. <laughs> but when oh, I wake up. Man, what you're talking about, and I'm sore. I think now this isn't from good sex or drinking tequila. What the hell is going on here? Hey, all those years have caught up with me, Joe. It's I know. Forgot. I know. I know. I love it. You guys are the best. You are so wonderful. Listen, if anybody ever cancels, I don't care where I am. I'll come on your show anytime. Thank you. I love talking to you. You guys are the best. And congratulations. You're doing an amazing, amazing job. I love what you're doing. I love it. Thanks, Joanne. Have a phenomenal trip. Two of the most talented people. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for including me. Okay. Bye, Bye -bye. honey. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Well, Denise, that was really fun to hear about all of your experiences with Joanne and to listen to her story. That was really enjoyable. And you know what? I had forgotten that we had done that food festival together that was just horrible. Oh, the, you and me? Oh, you and me. That was, that was funny. That came back to me, and now when I think about it, that was just absolutely frightening. Oh, my um, God. It was funny. And also, Diane, I just caution you to talk about your drug use on the <laughs> podcast because... <laughs> Maybe that's not right. Oh, no, that's right. That was me. That was you, oh, yeah. okay, Denise. Okay. A long time ago when I was young. Uh, that was when she was in her Janice Joplin. I was in my Janice Joplin stage. Yes. Well, I had too much fun. And thank you, Miss Cindy. And thank you, Diane. And, and thank you, Joanne Weir. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.